Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Welcome in, everyone, to Studio de Jeffrey and into wherever all these other humans are. My name is Jeff Cavanaugh. This is the great Brian Broadus, who I'm with all the time. And this is the great Dane Brugler from The Athletic, who I'm not with all the time. But here we are. And you're who sad about it. Not me. Who would have thought? Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to whatever the hell this is. How are we doing, Dane? I'm good. I've uh, I've got my little... my my. Six-month-old twins on on monitor. So if they join in, um, you know we'll bring them in, and you know we'll we'll, we'll handle that. But uh, you know I'm good. You know back from the Senior Bowl, uh, we got plenty to talk about. Brian, how are you mentally, physically, spiritually? I feel good, man. I mean, I'm with two of my favorite drafting buddies. I'm with two of my guys that if I uh, if I had to go back and be a general manager or director of college scouting or whatever, these are two guys I'd hire right here, the first guys. And then, and then I'd fill the rest of that staff out. So uh, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with, uh, with, with you again, Dane, uh, so much a part of what we've done trying to grow uh, the draft uh, media side of things. And uh, you were part of that. So uh, it's nice to hang out with you and Jeff again. Oh, hey, this is you guys suggested this and it took me all of two seconds to say I'm in. So, uh, yeah, let, let's have some fun with this. OK, so first of all, shout out to Stembo coming in hot, starting this thing early. Um, this super chat, he says, is for Brian. But since technically it's my channel, I'll put it wherever I want. But thank you, Stembo. I'll probably give it to Dane because we're calling this the um, where is Dane? Dane is found uh, fund is what we're yes. doing today during the show. Um, here's where I want to start with. And for you guys, a couple of draft nerds who I know just want to talk about sixth round guys, because this is episode one, I want to start with something very simple because I think when we talk about the draft so many times, if I do a mock draft or I name a player, a bunch of people go, Oh, he's not going to be there. It's like, okay. And then you pick another player. It's like, Oh, he's not going to be there. Right. And by the time you get to the end of the names that people are saying won't be there and you pick at 24, you've heard 35 names. Right. So we don't know how this draft is going to go. I want to start with, Dane, you give me the names that absolutely, positively, we do not need to talk about because they will not be available. Like Evan Neal, Alabama left tackle. He will right. not be available. Yeah. How long is that list? Uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's make the list and let's see. Uh, and, and obviously this is barring injury. This is barring, uh, gas mask or something that, you know, uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't know about. Um, so anything's possible, but, um, I think we we'll start with those pass rushers, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon, both those guys will not be there. Um, I think you can add to that list. I think, well, Trevon Walker to me is a top 15 guy. Uh, I, I think that he, I would be shocked if he makes it past 20. 
So I think Trevon Walker is on that list. Um, the tackles with Evan Neal, Ikea Kwanwu, uh, both those guys. I think you, you can... guys circle back real quick, real quick. Yeah, okay, so you're you're saying you're thinking that Karloftis yes. is a guy that potentially could be there. Then right is what you're saying. I think he could go somewhere in the fifteen to thirty range. Yeah. Okay. I, I, cool. There, there are there are enough teams that have a second round grade on him that okay. I think it's possible now. 23 players still have to come off the board. So right. there's a there's a good chance he's gone. But, okay. um, again, there's enough teams with a second-round grade on him that is possible, I think. Uh, okay. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, safety, might be the best player in the entire draft. He will not be there. Uh, the Some of these corners, the corners are interesting uh, because you've got a really, I think, a good mix of corners here. And I think that – a couple of these guys are going to be gone. I mean, I know a couple of them will be gone, but it's, I don't, you know, like Sauce Gardner, I think will be gone. I think we can eliminate him. Derek Stingley should not be there, but with his injury stuff, you never know. So if he's healthy, he's not there. Um, receiver. Hey, let me ask you something about Stingley yeah. real quick then. Is it with scouts that you're talking to, is it about the injuries or is it about the time at task on the field playing? I mean, I, I know, you know, he's a, He's from my school, LSU. I kind of felt yeah. like this kid played one year, you know, yeah, and then, yeah. then he wasn't on the field anymore. Yeah, well, the the toughness aspect is is something that gets talked about a lot. Is he tough enough? Is it a durability issue? Is it a toughness issue? And right. that's that's exactly what this process is, you know, trying to figure out. during The interviews are going to be huge for Stingley. The right. medicals, obviously, find out what's going on with the foot, you know, everything else. But just to get a better sense for his toughness, because that's something that I know scouts have talked about every time you know I mentioned Stingley. So, yeah, he should not be there. But if you know he starts to tumble, I'm not sure you want to take him at 24 because mm. of those those question marks. Um, who else we talk? I mean, the receivers, Garrett Wilson will not be there. Um, Drake London will not be there. I think that might be it. Uh, the receivers, I think the other ones have at least a shot at, at, at falling a little bit. So, so we, I think that might be a it. Chance, we got a shot at some players, and I would Absolutely. I would take Stingley. If I, yeah, if I let Derek Stingley get to 24, I'd just go, man, this whole league is stupid. They don't know what they're doing. We're going to go ahead and take him and see what happens. And, Brian, just real quickly, let me thank Clayton, who wants yeah. you to own the team. Dane is a scout, and I'm the GM. You'd Perfect. probably want to flip Dane and I. There's zero chance Dane would ever want to work for me. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Formula, who's always swinging through. He's a good dude. Brian, Dane, Jeff, you are the beast of the draft, Jermaine Johnson, or George Karloftis. Okay. I actually, and this is Jermaine Johnson, Florida State edge. George Karloftis is a Purdue edge. I think both are worthy of number 24. I actually like Karloftis more with the way that I have them ranked. And I don't know if the NFL will do that, but that's the way that I see them. Well, you're right. Yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. That's why I asked about Karloftis is because to yeah. me, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate Walker in Georgia and I know, uh, Dane, looking at your top 50 list of where you have Walker, I've known you've done the work on him. I, I think the guy's a hell of a player. I just, to me, I just saw a little bit more from Karloftis as far as the technique the level of where he got to the quarterback, the finish, and things like that. That 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 Georgia defense is incredible. And but you know the thing, like I say with Karloftis, I mean, I saw a technician, I saw a finisher, I saw a guy get to the level of the quarterback. You know, there's a lot of really positive things about. It. And maybe uh, you know if you start talking about where tags are on the board, Karloftis and then Walker for me, and then uh, Ojigbo. Uh, from uh, you know, from Ojibo from uh, Michigan Ajabo, underneath yeah. that group, and you know, and that that to me, that's going to be the wild card of that of these defensive ends is like is the Michigan kid not in the first round, and say Jermaine Johnson from Florida State up in the first round. You know, those are the kinds of things I think that you you need to will kind of see how things work out from that. Well, I think you look at these pass rushers and let's say Hutchinson and Thibodeau, say that's the, the top tier, those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's four guys in that second tier with Trevon Walker, Ajabo, Jermaine Johnson, and Carl Loftus. And I think right. there's going to be a lot of different opinions on how those four guys in that second tier should be ranked. Carl Loftus, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think there are two things bother me. 
he doesn't have long arms. He has shorter arms, and I think that shows. Uh, now, I agree. He's very, very skilled with his hands, and uh, it, it, it's very clear he understands what he's doing. Uh, the motor is just ridiculous with him. Uh, it's really, really impressive to watch how destructive he can be just based off effort. Um, but then uh, just the lack of twitch with him. Uh, it, it just kind of stood out, and I, I like George Karloftis a lot. He's, I think he's a first-round sure. player and should be considered uh, if he's there at 24, no doubt. Um but I is, do think I I like Jermaine Johnson. I, I have Jermaine Johnson yeah. slightly ahead of him. No, no, I yeah, I you know I understand. The the, all right, the thing with Carl Optus is he the biggest gap you have on a player in the first round? Like is, you said, sixteen to thirty, is he the one that has the biggest gap of all the players you have first round grades on? Uh, you I mean well? It's first of all, it's it's throughout the quarterbacks because the quarterbacks are okay. Just, yeah, they, they, okay, yeah, it's impossible to figure out um, yeah. because every every team's going to look on differently. I don't know that I'd take a single one of these quarterbacks in the first round, and probably three of them go in the first round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's an interesting question. I, I think that because Karloftis, because there is such a, a wide range, I tell you who the, the answer might be for that might be Linderbaum because. Oh, wow. I mean, he's he's scheme specific. He's got short arms. He's not going to be for everybody. There's going to be a lot of teams that say an undersized center in the first round. Are you kidding me? And there's going to be other teams that are just praying that he falls to them. So Linderbaum, I could see going, you know, top 12. I could see him falling past the Cowboys. So I think Linderbaum would be my answer in terms of the widest, you know, range of where realistically they could go. I could see Linderbaum going 24 and me buying pizza for everyone that watches this video. That's what I could see happening. Yeah. I'd like to thank Ricardo real quick for, he says, if Sean Payton comes to Dallas next year, would he want to develop his QB? I don't know what that means, but I think he would develop Dak Prescott and you just keep winning. He, By the way, he loves he loves Dak Prescott. Sean Payton loves Dak Prescott. I've, I've talked to Sean a bunch about, about Dak. He, he is a big fan of Dak Prescott. Preston said, Brian, throughout the idea of packaging Coop in 24, what player or position would you be trading up for PSU3 or premium content? Thanks for this. You're welcome, Preston. Um, yeah, it's Brian. It's your idea. I don't know yeah. what his trade value is. I think that's such a mystery with mm-hmm. like his salary. Is he worth? I have no idea. But you're the one who's been yeah. trying to trade him and move I, up. You know, I, I just – in the whole thing, Jeff, of just if you're if you're going to move on from the guy, try and get something for him. And let me explain to you, Dane, what we did on the uh, on the radio side of this. I was trying to take a, uh, Amari Cooper and use him as instead of giving you a pick, I'm going to give you a player and I'm going to give you 24. So I'm giving you the player and 24. I targeted some teams in the top of the uh, – I targeted the Jets at 10. I targeted a football team at 11, or well, at the uh, the commanders now, I'm sorry. You think Coop I, can move you up double-digit spots in the first round? I was, th- I was thinking to the point where instead of saying, okay, well, here, here is, you know, Amari Cooper is a first, second-round talent, you know, and he was reasonably young, and he's a player that you know. I mean, I'm giving you like something that you actually know. I'm not giving you something that you don't it like you if I give you a pick to move up there, you don't know if that player is going to play well. Yeah. I think you have an idea about Amari Cooper. So to me, I, I the, the exercise is to try and get there. Okay, Dane, with that being said, if we get there, somehow this thing does work. Who would you for the Dallas Cowboys if you got to 10, 11, or 13? Those are the teams I targeted. Who would you, for the Dallas Cowboys, and knowing what their needs are or knowing what they might do, who would you take at, 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 say, a 10, 11, or a 13 for the Cowboys? That would be fascinating. Um, Could they move up for one of those corners? Uh, You know, they might have their choice of one of the top corners off the board. Um, I mean, if you're trading up, like making that type of move, you you better be going for an impact player. You know, someone right. that's going to really just alter your roster, make a big impact. So, you know, that's would one of those good. offensive tackles make sense? Could you yeah, get or all those offensive tackles going to be gone by the time cross ten? Cross is possible. Not everyone's in love with Cross. Um, you know, he's you know he's got a little 
you know, he's not a, a, a big physical guy. He doesn't have a ton of power, uh, but he's athletic. And I, he might be the more most polished in terms of his hand exchange in terms of pass pro uh, among these top tackles. So I, I think cross would be a good fit. Uh, and he, he'd really be the perfect understudy for, for Tyron. Uh, there, there's a lot of similarities there with those two players in terms of just style of play. Um, so that, that would make some sense if, if cross is there. Uh, absolutely. Could you get one of those wide receivers? Is that where Wilson, I mean, if you want to trade out, I know you're yeah. moving on from a receiver because of probably because of money, but could you get one of those wide receivers that you talked about? That's where in my mock draft, that's where I had the first receiver coming off the board at number 10 uh, to the Jets. The Jets. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause they, yeah. they, they need you number one in a bad way. They need to, they need their rookie quarterback or, you know, they're now uh, soon to be okay. second year quarterback to flourish. And so to do that, they need a, a capable pass catcher. Why the, the Amari Cooper scenario kind of makes sense. It's intriguing. Yeah, you're giving them it, to, to to get their spot to get them to drop to 24. Yeah, you're giving commodity. them an established receiver. You're yeah. not giving them. You're not giving them like, okay, I hope this receiver works out. You're giving them a guy that you could actually say is young enough, and that you could you can your quarterback as a route runner, as a receiver, as a catcher. It, it would make a lot of sense. That's why they were one of the teams that I targeted in my uh, my projected trade up. Clayton wanted to know, and I appreciate you, Clayton, with the receivers, is John Mechie worthy of a first? And I'm not even done studying Mechie. I was watching Jamison Williams, so I yeah. saw some Mechie, and I like him, but not first round like him. So when you take yeah. knee injury and you look at John Mechie, the Alabama wide receivers tape, where does that end up for you, Dane? How do you have him graded? And thank you to Joe Cook. We appreciate you on the Super Chat contributing to the Dane Brugler is here foundation. That's what uh, is going on tonight. Uh, if uh, he was fully healthy, I think he's somewhere in the top 40 mix. So you add in the ACL and obviously at the combine, we'll get the exact, you know, just hopefully he's, you know, surgery went well, he's on track to be fully healthy, all that. Um, and assuming he is, and I think he's somewhere in the, you know, probably 35 to 55 range somewhere in there. So we're talking mid second round. Um, you know, there's, there's a chance you might've or could look at him in the second round. Um, I, I think that, when you look at these receivers, there's there's six guys in that top tier, and then there that second tier, a little bit of a drop off, and you, you've got a little bit of a gap. But that that first tier receivers is really really intriguing. Dane, can I ask you where you have George Pickens from Georgia on this list? Yeah, he's he's in that second tier with uh, with Mechie. I mean, it's it's the really talented but injured and not sure what to do with kind of tier. Uh, I mean, Pickens. It's honestly, it's kind of like Stingley, you know, where he had that ridiculous freshman year and then it's just kind of been bumpy since. And with Pickens coming off the ACL, we saw that 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 outstanding catch he had in national title game. But it was that and nothing else. Um, Yeah, double overthrows and stuff like that. Yeah. But he's still getting his legs underneath him. The the timing wasn't there because he's still getting his stride back. So, you know, again, combine is going to be huge for him. I think Pickens has you know, first round talent, but you know, you're just not sure where he is with the injury. So he's in that second tier as well with Mechie as a guy that could be a second round pick and, and end up being a bargain. If you go back and watch him play earlier in his career, yeah. he lights guys up like Stingley oh, and yeah. uh, McCrary from Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's lighting like really good corners that we're talking about in the first round. I mean, he is spinning these guys. And I, I, I mean, I remember Stanley. Stanley had no answer for him, none, as a player. So yeah. when I see that, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is what this kid is, you know. But you're, you're, again, you're dealing with time lost and then also a knee injury. Appreciate you, Dub V, who said they hope either he hopes this becomes a regular thing as the draft approaches. You guys are great. Well, it just depends on how the um, Dane has four kids fund goes during yeah. this particular stream, and then maybe this will be a weekly thing. We'll have to see. I have a receiver I want to ask you about, Dane, because I have him. Like you say, the top group has the six guys, which I'm assuming is Wilson, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave. Yes. Okay. That's the, the six, yeah. And, and have you watched all those guys yet? 
I have watched all but Drake London. I don't have you UFC kidding. Players. All he does is watch wide receivers. Dang. Hey, I have seen six wide receivers, and I'll have you know I've seen seven safeties, seven defensive tackles, nice. 11 edge guys. You think he's hitting any Dallas Cowboy team, team needs there, Dane? 13 <laughs> offensive linemen. Whoa. Whoa. So, whoa. Nice. So whoa. Shut up. Offensive linemen. What? Uh, Hey Jeff, uh, 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 sorry, but uh, out of the, all the guys you've watched, all those guys that you just, you know the positions you just mentioned, who is the best that you have watched that is not being talked about as a first round pick? Like, who's your favorite of the group? Like, like your TCU safety last year? Uh, who, who's who's your favorite of the group that you've seen so far that's not being talked about uh, as a universal first round pick? Uh let me see, let me see, because my one, or maybe you haven't found them yet. Can I throw a name out yeah, there? I might not have found him yet. I'll tell you one guy who I'm impressed with that I haven't seen a lot about from other people is Ed Ingram, the LSU guard. I think he's got good yep. tape. It looked like he was good at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I think I might like Jaquan Brisker, even though I think he's played for five years now. I might like him more than a lot of people do. The safety mm-hmm. from Penn State. Yeah. Um, like I don't have anybody that I just love that everybody else has not liked. Okay. But, Dane, let me ask you this. Where does Dax Hill from Michigan safety sit with you? Oh, I love him. I, he, he's okay. probably going to be a top, top 25 player for me. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, because, like, I, I, everybody talks about Hamilton, and, and it seems like that everybody talks about somebody else but him, you know? Dax, Dax Hill is the the perfect modern-day nickelback. I, I mean, he I can – I thought when I watched Dax Hill play, I thought yeah. that was Dallas's pick at 24. That's who yeah. I thought. Yeah, if you need if you need a, a starting caliber nickelback who can make an impact in as a blitzer at, versus a run, he can cover receivers, he can cover tight ends. I mean, yeah, he is he's gonna and I, he's gonna light it up at the combine. He yeah. is going to test off the charts, um, and he's just he's just a really good player. So yeah, I when it, I'm putting together my top 100 right now, and that's coming out uh, Tuesday on the Athletic, um, and I think he's gonna end up somewhere in the top 25 for me. So. Might not even be there for twenty for the Cowboys at twenty four. Mm. Is there? Let me ask you this, and thank you, Bobby Belt, who just loves to give away money. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, you're the best, Bobby. Bobby Belt. Bobby. Um, other safeties like Kyle Hamilton's gone, and if Daxton Hill's not there, I've seen a good number of them now. And so when you look at Penn State, Jaquan Brisker, Lewis Seen from Georgia. I have Jalen Petrie, Baylor, after the Senior Bowl. I didn't know if he could cover on tape, and it looks like he can at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. I've got him in the second-round mix and Joseph, the Indiana guy. Ballpark, well, you can rank him, too, if you want. I gave him in my order, but you can rank him if you want. And is any of those realistic uh, as a second-rounder? Illinois safety, Kirby Joseph? Yeah, Kirby yeah, Joseph. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've, I think all those guys you mentioned are top three-round guys. Um for me, it's Hamilton and Dax Hill. Those guys are first rounders. Petrie, I tell you what, he's—I think he might be a borderline first. He might be that late first, early second. Um, just yeah. Watching him, what he, he was in that Dave Aranda defense uh, at Baylor—he was that star, that hybrid. So you, you throw on the tape of him. One play, he's literally playing the edge and, and blitzing. He had 18 tackles for loss this year, which is just ridiculous for a safety. Uh, he'll play in the box. He'll line up over the slot. He'll he'll play uh, you know from depth as a as more of a traditional safety. So yeah, Petrie has just a little bit of everything to him. Really fun player, and I think yeah, after seeing him in person at the Senior Bowl, I, I'm ready to say that he's he could be a top forty player in this draft. Yeah. I think Seen and Brisker right there, Brian Cook from Cincinnati, uh, and then Kirby Joseph. So that's seven safeties. All seven are top one hundred guys for me. You know what? It's funny. I mean, we had a discussion yesterday on the draft show about that, about uh, Petrie. And mm-hmm. so I was curious. I went back and I, I asked some of my gang of seven guys who are scouts and general manager guys in the league. I said, what about Petrie? And to a man, they all said that he was a solid second round player right now. That's what they were all they were all saying that. And, and, possible, and, and, possible I think one, we have to two, remember but like. The majority of them, the majority of them, had him in the second round. Is what I was, is what I was gathering from these. Guys. I think, and I think that that's, and I, I agree with you. That, and that's kind of the feedback I've received as well. 
But I think something we have to keep in context with this draft is we're just not going to have as many first round grades as we do. In oh, no, years. I don't like that. It's 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 a real low number. And it's because right. of, I think because of the quarterbacks. You well, know? yeah, that, that's that's definitely a big part of it. Uh, but yeah. but I'm saying like so a, a player that has a second round grade in this draft, he's yeah. a top 35, top 40 player because of right. just not having the, the first round grade. So right. uh, I mean, this is a good year for for the Cowboys not to have a top 10 pick. Yeah. I see. So that's been one of the things that I think has been one of my takeaways as I'm watching all these guys is I think 24 is a really good spot because yeah. you name the guys that you can't have and where it's like, okay, well, who do you want them to pick? And in my brain watching what I've watched so far and knowing this team, I'm like, man, it'd be awesome. If N'Kobe Dean made it to 24, it would be awesome. If Kenyon green, the Texas A&M guard made it to 24, it would be awesome. If Linderbaum made it to 24, and maybe throw in some of these edge guys and maybe throw in Zion Johnson, the Boston College guard. And because of the flavor of this draft, I feel like one of those guys that I named, maybe one of the first three that I named, will be there, despite a lot of people thinking like Linderbaum, Green, Dean. Let me just give you those three names. Kobe Dean, Tyler Linderbaum, Kenyon Green at A&M. Those three, give me a percentage that one of them is available. Uh, 70%? Yeah. And so, like, I think nah. the beauty of 24 is you just let everybody else screw up and draft a bunch of stuff for need, and you're just like, all right, what fell in my lap? Where's how my... Would you, how would you rate those, then, Dane? Handicap Dean, Linderbaum, and Green. Put them in order of how you would take them. Um... In a vacuum, it would be Linderbaum, Dean, Green, just in okay. terms of you know, for, not 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 doing it for the Cowboys, not doing it for any right, team. Just right. in a vacuum, just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. It would be yeah, Linderbaum, Dean, and then Green for me. What about you? Well, no, I think the same thing. I I would go Linderbaum. I would go Linderbaum, Dean, and Green myself. The thing I yeah. want to know about though. What are people saying about Green? Are are you are, are scouts giving you the the vibe that he is the best guard in the draft or is Zion Johnson the best guard in the draft? How, how are people, how are your scout buddies talking to you about green from Texas A&M? Yeah, there's, there's more hype around green. Um, and I think a big selling point with green is just the fact that he has experience at all five positions. Uh, that That's something that's just, uh, you, you can't really, uh, you know, you can't manufacture that type of versatility. Uh, you can throw on the tape and see him play four different positions just on his 2021 film. So that that's something that is a, a big selling point for him. Um, I, his balance before and after contact is, is terrific, and that's a that's a big selling point. So, but that's not to take anything away from Zion Johnson, who right. The, I, I think after people talk to Zion Johnson, he automatically moves up. You know, subconsciously or consciously, he moves up in the rankings because he is such a thoughtful, personable guy to talk to and he's very very football smart and just you know off the field smart and so he's the exact type of guy you want your locker room you want representing your franchise uh and oh yeah his tape's pretty good too so zion johnson absolutely belongs somewhere in that first round mix as uh, and he has versatility as well he, he has uh double digit starts at three different positions over his career. Um, and he also took snaps to center at the senior bowl. So uh, Zion Johnson also has his versatility. I, I got a question for you two guys. Um, you can, you have your choice of any Georgia defender at 24. They're all still on the board. Any one of them, uh, which one are you taking? If you, if you have your uh, choice of the lot of, of any Georgia defender, Jalen Carter. Oh. No, sorry. Yeah. Draft eligible. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I knew, take, I knew he was going to take Carter. I had to jump in there with I had to jump in there with Dean before he got Carter's name in there. Yeah, yeah J- Jalen Carter. Yeah, the, uh, I would trade Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, and Nicobe Dean for Jalen Carter. Uh, so I want next year's Georgia defensive tackle. But go ahead, Brian. I would I would take Dean. Uh, that would be my guy. I you know, but I, I'll tell you what I do like Lloyd from Utah. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, it yeah, wasn't about him. That is a that's a tough call for me, but if you gave me a Georgia defender, I think I would take Dean. I think I would take Wyatt, and then I think I would take. Oh, excuse me, I'd go Dean Walker, Wyatt Davis is how I would do it. 
I would go Dean Walker, Davis, Wyatt, but you could talk me into either way on those defensive tackles. I feel pretty comfortable what I'm getting with Jordan Davis being the mountain that he is. I don't feel as confident in what I'm getting from Devontae Wyatt, but I also won't be stunned if he ends up having like multiple double-digit sack seasons in the NFL with his get-off. It's just – it's quite, quite impressive. Now, Dane, you get to answer your own question here in a second, but first let me say thank yous. Thank you to DJ Dog 31 Thank you to Clayton Tomblin. So would you rather trade up or trade down and have two seconds? I'm captain trade down. You know what I'm doing. Jeff, Jeff's riding that trade Absolutely. down. Well, the there's – there's yeah. no party at Jeff's except for the merchandise that'll be coming out for party at Jeff's one day. Or if you're a member on the channel, you get access to the discord and a party at Jeff's emote that you can use in the chat. I think you also get a proud Brian emote of his oh. face. Yeah. Uh, and you get that next to you. Soto man, Jeff and Brian and Dane. This is awesome. Cowboy fans are lucky to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys. So much. Appreciate it. Yeah. If top three favorites are gone at 24, trade back and grab more capital, there's a lot of mid-round talent with one-two potential. You are barking up the right tree with me, and I feel like you might be barking up the right tree with these two. Brian, start a YouTube yep. channel with Jeff and Tiny Jim. Yeah. And do you think Jordan Davis could be like Vita Vea? Thank you, Avery. So that's a lot of things. Um, so first, Dane, you have to answer your own question. Put your Georgia guys in order. In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Uh, it'd be Walker one easy for me. I, I, I know I'm higher on Walker than a lot of people. I just, if you told me three years from now that Trevon Walker was the best defensive player from this draft, I would not be surprised at all. I think he has that type of ability and we have yet to even see it. Six, five, two seventy five. He's long, he's powerful. He's a freak athlete. Um, I, I just, I, I think there's so much ability there. That's, and a lot of it's untapped. So Trevon Walker, easy top guy for me. Um, then I go to Kobe Dean. Uh, I wish he were a little bit bigger, but you know, he's Jonathan Vilma 2.0. Uh, mm. and then I would probably, you know, I would go Davis Wyatt, but it just depends what, you know, tackle you're looking for. If you're looking for the, the nose, the, the old run stuffer, you're going with Davis. Obviously, if you're looking for the prototypical three technique, then you're going with Wyatt. So both these guys, both uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt are going to test really well for relative to, to their size. Um, so those would be my top four. And then we miss, oh, five. Let's just throw in Quay Walker as well. He's a he's a good player. Big, big guy, good athlete. Seeing? Who? Oh, seeing? yeah, he, he would be next. He'd be six. Uh, but I'd go Quay Walker, then Seen. Um, who else we forgot? Uh, uh, the other linebacker, Tindall. You know, I he'd forgot be, Seen, too. I had Seen, yeah, Tindall. okay, I forgot him. He would be, yeah, he would be after. I would have him after. Uh, I'd have Wyatt, Davis, and Seen would be my last three. Yeah. And Avery asked, do you think Jordan Davis could be like Vita Vea? I'm going to say my initial impression is no. I don't think he's as much dancing bear as Vita Vea is. Um, and I don't think he's as explosive in terms of power either like he's unmovable right. but Vita Vea was something different and Jordan Davis he might run a like a four nine eight at 355 pounds like he's a freak uh but I agree with you in terms of that first step uh explosion and creating that immediate knockback it, it just you don't see it as much he's more of a pocket pusher than he is yeah. uh and, and that's okay but you know you just the biggest thing that scares me with Jordan Davis is this was without a doubt his best season as a senior and his snaps went down considerably. Yeah. And so they yeah. kept him more fresh and that's, and that's great, but you're really going to take a guy in the first round and then play him 25 snaps a game, you know, like that's, that, that has to factor in your decision. So if you're going to play him 35, 40 snaps a game, you have to factor that into, okay, is he going to have the you know fatigue where his play drops off? And so that's, Jordan Davis worries me a little bit, but he, he's still a good player. Steven, we appreciate you. Is Captain Trade Down ready to come out and play this year? Yes, we'll get new Captain Trade Down t uh, shirts, Steven. Thank you. Uh, so we've talked, the Georgia guys kind of leads me down this path, but we've talked about quite a few defensive tackles here. I have seen seven of them. And to me, I don't know that I would be thrilled if any of them were the Cowboys' first round pick. Because my problem with Jordan Davis is exactly what you said. A two-down player as my first-round pick kind of, I don't know. Devontae Wyatt, like, 
he could turn into something. Devon, um, DeMarvin Leal, A&M, same thing. I don't think he's the sum of his parts yet. Travis Jones, the UConn D tackle. Am I crazy Ooh. to have him all the way up in the second after the senior bowl? Um, no. Fedarian Matthews, Alabama, Perry on Winfrey, Is Oklahoma. He? Yeah. Is Put he? Him in order. Absolutely. Is he? 100%. Travis Jones is a second-round player. 100%. I spent the Clemson game. He's good. Do I have to watch the Clemson game? Is that what everybody's telling me? Watch the Clemson game? What, what games did you watch? I watched Yale and Houston. I had some. I, I watched the, those two games. I didn't well, have the Clemson game at the time. I didn't go back. No, I mean, no one could block him at the Senior Bowl. I, I mean, he just beaten up on everybody. Um, he's so powerful. He's so, he has a perfect size. He is, if you don't want to get that nose tackle in the first and spend the first on Jordan Davis, he's the yeah. guy you target in the second. I don't know, so, man. Mathis okay. is – what did you think about Mathis, though, at Alabama? I, I'll i go, and then, Dane, you can correct yeah. me. I like Mathis. I actually have Mathis as – so here's my defensive tackles. Second round, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Travis Jones. Third round, Fedarian Mathis and uh, okay. Perion Winfrey. Okay. That's how I have him. And, like, Mathis I like, and I feel like he's another one of those guys that I'm pretty darn You need to watch to. Logan. What'd you say? You need to watch Logan Hall from Houston. Oh, I put him as an edge, but okay. I guess you could play him at either spot. Um, Win or Mathis I like. He's one of those guys that I think is an NFL one technique where it's like he does yeah, a great job is. with leverage and extension and he's going to be consistently good in the run game. Yeah. But is he, he rushes the off- passer. He rushes the passer better than Jones. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna play a one, he's the one one technique that can actually rush the passer. See, I think Jones can, or maybe that's just optimistic from the senior bowl, but I'm watching him run down people's chest, and I think he can at least push the pocket from the middle. Okay. Yeah. I need to watch the Clemson uh, game. Obviously, I, I I will I will stand corrected if if I get the Clemson game and and I see a guy that's far more active than he showed in the games I watched. Well, you need to watch the Senior Bowl practice tape too. I okay. think that that really helps, and uh, I'll make sure and get that for you if you don't have it. Um, okay, I, I appreciate. What Jeff? Did you did you watch the Senior Bowl tape, the practice tape then, or did you? What did you see? No, I saw a bunch of rat reps from Jones, okay. just social and TV, like reps that I saw him doing. And it was right. like, it seemed like he was just running over everyone and looked, even. I mean, he looked more athletic and explosive than he looked on his tape, uh, but he was just bullying everybody. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about Winfrey because he was a guy Winfrey. that was... Uh, okay, but you don't even have to ask That's a question. another one. You don't That's have to ask a question. One. I'm going to tell you the answer before you ask the question. I watched Perry on Winfrey before Senior Bowl week, right. and I had him as a day three guy. He's a head up nose. Same I had here. him as a day Same three here. guy. He didn't impress me. And I then I watch him at the Senior Bowl, and the question is, okay, how far are you going to move a guy up because he kicked ass at the Senior Bowl? And for me, the answer was a full round. Like, I'll put yep. him into the third. I think he's a day two guy. Um, but the guy from the Senior Bowl and the guy that I watched on tape, I just didn't think were the same guy. Well, and I think part of that is the just that scheme, you know, that, that slanting scheme they had up front and that, uh, you know, Alex Grinch defense for Oklahoma. Like, I don't think that we really got a chance because I agree with you 100 percent. His tape is inconsistent. I didn't like Perry on Winfrey based on the tape Would, was not going to be a player uh, I would have considered a top 75. Now, I, you know, I, I watching, you know, first of all, how big he is, just seeing him up close, 86 inch wingspan. It's ridiculous how how big and long this yeah. guy is, uh, and then to see him win with power, win with quickness, uh, win with his length, and consistently bringing the energy every single day at practice at the Senior Bowl, and then oh yeah, in the game he was Senior Bowl MVP with uh, you know three tackles for loss, two sacks. So every single day he brought it. So it wasn't just one flash here or there. Uh, it's it's a really interesting test case. And we have these every year where it's easy to get excited about senior bowl standouts. Um, but I think when you go back to the tape and we look at how he was used and what he was asked to do, that factors into some of that inconsistency. Was it the same problem we had with in that scheme with Neville Gallimore that 
But that was a two-gap scheme they were playing, right? I mean – Yeah, we, Gallimore was two-gapping. Right. See, this guy – I mean, when you watch Winfrey play, I mean, I, I know I saw him. He was playing like a head-up nose. I mean, that's – I saw him wind up up and down the line, but it was yeah. just – But No, but I mean, that's what – I mean, I was like, this guy is – you know, what did he measure at the senior bowl? Because the weight I had for him was like 297 pounds. Uh, uh, from, he was over three. He was three or three, I think. Okay. So, you know, six pounds a little bit better. Okay. But the thing about it is I was talking to some teams. I'm like, where do you play this guy? Is this a guy a one or a three? Everybody's got him playing the three or that under tackle. The, yeah. of the teams I talked to. You know? Yeah, probably. Nobody's, I, like, I, nobody's I putting this guy at nose. But right. you watch him play in some of the scheme, he played as a head-up nose. And I, I was kind of like, I was like, you're killing this kid. Put him on his shoulder and let him get up the field. It, I, I'm with you on Mathis. I like Mathis a, a, a lot. Um, the guy that I can't figure out is is Leal uh, or Leal, whatever. I know. I, 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 I'm the same way. I'm the same I mean, way. There, there's so much ability there, but at some point, it's got to turn into production. It's got to turn into impact plays. And so – I'm I go back and forth and I, I'm still not ready to put like a final grade on him just yet. Yeah. I thought he was most productive when he played in. He played if you watch the old miss game, yeah. Yeah. I mean he, he was far better in the old miss game yeah, playing but as at an end. end. Okay, one of you is gonna have to tell me which game it was, but I watched him at end and it was against one of the it might have been cross. It was one of the top three tackles. And when I yeah. tell you he was never uncomfortable. Blocking yeah. to Marvin Leal, not one time ever. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I thought this guy was supposed to be like a coming into the college football season, like a top 10 or a yeah. whatever. And I'm out here watching and I didn't even know who Charles Cross really was yet. I just seen his name. Well, and I'm like, Cross well, will do that to a lot of people, though. Yeah. Cross will, Cross will do that to a lot of people. Win a rep. Win a rep. Hey, there, there are some guys that I'm terrified of in this draft. Seriously. Who you got? Leal's one of them. He yeah, is sure. one of them. I mean, I'm okay. watching him and I'm thinking, I'm like going, okay, everybody tells me you're good. And there's some there's some violence to his game. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, Sometimes. he can be a hard guy to move. I'm just kind of looking through my notes and stuff. But Sometimes. I, he doesn't play with his knees. He doesn't always bend in the knees. He gets tall, and then all of a sudden, guys are under him, and they're just walling. I mean, there's moving him off the ball in some areas. And I'm like going, okay, bend bend your knees. Get down a little bit. Get down. And I don't know, these, these A&M, ta- A&M linemen scare me a little bit, especially like these guys you're talking about playing as inside guys. Let me knock out a couple of the super chats, and then Brian or you or Dane can take us wherever you want to go. But compared to other drafts, how deep is it? What positions are the deepest from DJ Dog? So somebody write that down and answer it in a second. Okay. King Shadow, thoughts on Brandon Smith. If there is no uh, N'Kobe Dean, boy, I've got a – oh, you're talking about people you're terrified of. i got a Brandon Smith take for you here in a second. I don't have him very high myself either. I got him on day three. Stephen Bray, huge fan of Dane and Brian. Been watching you guys since the early days. Bring on the beast. That's great. Well, I'll just hang out with these guys. I'm glad you love them. <laughs> and any thoughts on Leo Chanel? That's the giant Wisconsin linebacker, right? I haven't seen, yeah. He's the next linebacker I have to look at. I have not Noah, seen him. And Noah Simmons, appreciate you. And Soto Man, stupid question. Double at Penn State linebackers with Brandon Smith. Double at UCLA DTs. Double up with linebacker with Damone Clark. I think that's LSU. Okay, first things first. Damone Clark's a um, good player. I'll go on Brandon Smith, Penn State. Yeah. I don't remember whose rankings I was going off of because um, I check all of them. Like, Dane, yours is the Bible, but I will literally bounce around to every ranking site or anybody's top tens just to go all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching him, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that's a super good athlete, man. I bet he's a great football player. And then – about 45 minutes later, I look down and my notes are like, I don't know if he's ever played football before. Um, <laughs> like he just kind of looks lost in every aspect of the game, but holy crap, yeah. does he look good moving? So yep. Brandon Smith, I was like, okay, I bet he tests as a really, really good athlete, but I did not see a NFL linebacker mentally where, at all. Where'd you, where, where'd you put him? Like what, what, what round? Fourth round. Third, I put yeah. him in the third. I, I think to me that's it. To me, if if you have traits I love, but you're not a player I love at all, yeah. that's day yeah. three. That's, no, that's, good, that's, that's probably a great spot. I think you're right about this kid. It, I I in my notes, I put he's super reckless. You know, I mean the way he plays, and you know, it, 
I like the way he throws his body around. I think he's a physical player, but I, I don't know if he has the best instincts as a linebacker. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought they kind of used him as, as a blitzer more than they did in coverage because they probably felt like he couldn't cover anybody. I thought, yeah, and, he, and he had zero, he had zero sacks. So what's that? Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. They're right. like, okay, we're not going to play in coverage, but then, oh, but by the way, we're going to blitz you. And so, so what's going to happen is there's another Penn State linebacker. Somebody's going to take, and he's going to make me look really wrong. But I, I just kind of felt like a guy with the technique and the recklessness. I didn't see a player that I could fully, fully, fully trust. That's the uh, biggest problem I had. Like I mentioned, I'm working on my top 100 right now, and I am struggling to find a spot for him. Like I'm, yeah. I, 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 I'm running out of spots. I have like 10 spots left, and he's one of the you know 20 yeah. guys that I'm trying to fit into those 10 spots. Because uh, he's going to blow up the combine. I mean, he's going to test yeah. outstanding for a guy that that size. But in terms of – He can of, run. There's no question oh, yeah. he can run. He can run. Yeah. The the mental development is just not there. And not there. It, not but he, there. Might, he, he might get there, you know, but that's a big yeah. projection that once everything gets faster in the NFL, that, you know, the, the mental side is going to catch up for him. So Brandon Smith, um, it would scare me to draft him somewhere in the top 75 or 80 picks. Yeah. Okay, now let's address the uh, DJ dog who wanted to know where is this draft deep? Uh, and Dane is the person who's seen all of the players um, – well, I guess we could all have opinions at least I got, early I got, on. I got, I got first, yeah, I got the first three rounds of some of this stuff. Well, I, yeah. I, I want to – okay, I, I, in my mind, there are two positions. Yeah, two. we'll say two positions that tackle stick out. Tackle edge? No, well, tackle would be my third. So, okay, okay so we'll say three positions that stand out as being the deepest. So, tackle and edge, and then for me, it's linebacker. Um, and, I mean, linebackers, I think, stretches uh, yeah. into – I mean, like I said, I mean, Brandon Smith's my – 12th, 13th linebacker, and well, I'm trying to find a Muma spot for him. too. There's like, where do you have oh, the Muma, the kid from uh, from Wyoming? Uh, what's that? Why, yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah, he, he's a he's a second round player. What do you have? What how did you pronounce his name? Chad Muma. Muma. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. second round player. Yeah, and then yeah, there's a good. kid, and then there's Tyndale is another kid that people are talking. I mean, he's I, third I like rounder him. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's solid Chris third Harris. rounder. Christian Harris uh, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, from Alabama. Uh, Troy Anderson from Montana State, the the rare okay, former the yeah. former quarterback, running back, moved a linebacker. He's just a, a guy that's you know six three and a half and can run like a like like a deer. So he's uh, Troy Anderson's definitely there. Um, Terrell Bernard from Baylor's undersized, but he's a good athlete. Darian Beavers from Cincinnati. Uh, there's a lot of versatility with what he offers. So it it may be you know obviously. When you're drafting in the first round, you need to take the best player. But the depth of this linebacker class should make you feel a lot better if Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean go somewhere in the first 23 picks because you feel really good about who's going to be there for you in the second round and who's going to be there for you in the third round if you want to go linebacker early. I'll tell you what. I kind of like I like what I've seen at the cornerback spot. I know we talked mm-hmm. about Stingley, and I'm going to admit I have Gardner over Stingley on my board. You know, but – yeah, I, you know, when you talk about Elam at Florida, McDuffie at Washington, Booth at Clemson, I'll tell you a kid I like, and I don't think anybody's talked about it. I like the Emerson kid at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, yeah. I do. I, I really do. And I, you know, I, I love I love his length. You know, I love when he gets up on people. I love how he like he he transitions. Uh I, I am a big, big fan of his. I'm you know, for a cowboy angle. You're looking at for like those tall, long guys. Who's where's Dan Quinn going to go this spring? He's going to go to Starkville, Mississippi, and he's going to check out. I guarantee he's going to go work that Emerson kid out uh, uh, for Mississippi State, and maybe even find him a guy right there. Two, two really intrigued because I think I agree with you. The corner class is a pretty good, a pretty good group. I okay, think there's four- real quick, real quick, Dane. What? Tell, tell me about okay, real quick while I have it on the course. The Britt Taylor kid from Nebraska, mm-hmm. and then tell me about uh, the Woolen kid from San Antonio. Those, tell me more. Well, that, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna bring up the uh, UTSA kid because uh, I, yeah. I was gonna say I, I think there's four corners in that top tier. I, I think that it's it's Stingley Gardner, whichever order you have them, uh, and then McDuffie from Washington and Booth from Clemson. In my opinion, those four guys are in that top tier, and then a little bit of a drop off, and that's what we're talking about: Elam and McCreary um, right. and some other guys. But I think on day two, there's two 
two guys really intrigue me. Marcus Jones from Houston, just a okay. really twitched up Next speedy guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Big in the return game as well. He's got like, I think, nine return touchdowns in his career. Um, he had a shoulder, so he didn't play at the senior bowl, but he's a good player who, uh, yeah, just a little bit under the radar right now. And then Tariq Woolen. Um, yeah. I think that we talk about this is a former receiver. Uh, talk about traits. This guy is legit 6'3. He's over 200 pounds, 33 and a half inch arms. And this he's going to run a 4'3. Um, it just, he's, he's the traits uh, are ridiculous. And the, the senior bowl, Zebra Technology does the mile per hour, uh, and they've been doing it the last four years. Woolen had the fastest mile per hour that they've clocked the last four years. Offense, defense, any position. Mm. Uh, Only four players have gotten above 22 miles per hour, uh, and he he had the top tie. He he was just ahead of Terry McLaurin, just to tell you how. McLaurin was like a 4-3 two type of uh, 40 at the combine. So so, uh, Woolen's going to, you know, run extremely well. Uh, Still, still raw. Uh, But for a guy that's that long and has those long legs, he stays controlled with his movements. He's not overly leggy in terms of his transitions and the way he moves Uh, as a former receiver, you know, he has the ball skills. Uh, So I think there's a lot to like about Woolen. We're not talking about him enough as being a top, 60 type of guy that type of potential when you talk about just the the traits and what what kind of player he can become Dane okay when you when you watch Woolen though did you kind of get a guy that like you're watching him play he's super aggressive tackling and then the next time he doesn't want to tackle anybody kind of a thing it's like I kind of felt like it was part of the game where it was like I'm watching him like okay I like this and then I'm like okay where is he I didn't even yeah. know if I was watching the same player and booth tackling is an adventure yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It, I mean, he, he talk about a downhill player. Just sometimes he kind of not able to finish. But yeah, Woolen, uh, he's there's too many flyby attempts with him. Uh, you know, that's like where he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think he's I think he's a guy that you know he'll you'll we'll see him use that length to his advantage in terms of trying to take on blocks and and you know wrap guys. But there yeah. are yeah too many times where he's flying by. It's it, it, again we're talking about a guy that was a receiver three years sure. ago. So he's sure. still making that transition, still learning. Um, and, and so yeah, he, he's a guy you're drafting for what he's going to be, not necessarily for what he is. All right. I want to shout out to the people who are super chatting us. We love you. It's the Dane Brugler has four children foundation night here on Studio Day. Heffrey, Stephen, appreciate you. And you're welcome for speaking out on mental health. It's awesome. Uh, I went and, uh, I went and saw Jay Glazer's charity here in Dallas uh, last night, and it's freaking incredible. I'm going to raise a bunch of money for them because they're freaking awesome. The merging vets and players, what they do up there is powerful as hell. Uh, and Delta just wanted to shout out and say be cool to everybody, which you damn straight. Is this a made-up name, Dane, from Travis? JoJo Deman, converted safety <laughs> to linebacker hybrid role. Are we making up names? No, he's another one of those linebackers uh, who, you know, we talked about being at one of the strongest positions this year. He's also in that third, fourth round mix. He, he's, he's a linebacker. They basically played him as a slot corner at Nebraska. And so, you know, he can cover, um, you know, he's, he's a former safety. So he's got that experience, but he's got linebacker size. So yeah, he, he's going to be in that mix to be a, a possible top 100 player. Jerry's just putting in a prediction that our expectations are going to be unrealistic because Lamb dropped, Parsons dropped, and Diggs has been so good. But I don't think so. I think if you are sitting in the 20s and you're legitimately willing to pick the best player, you're going to do better than a number of people in front of you. Like there's going to be people in front of you that are going to try to fill a need or going to chase after a position of, quote, higher value. And that's kind of my Linderbaum hope or my Kenyon Green hope is that a center or a guard falls in your lap like Zach Martin goes at 16. Everybody sitting here knew Zach Martin was going to go to Pro Bowls, but he went 16 because plays guard. So let it happen. Let it come to you. Okay, one random guy I want to ask you about because I forgot to earlier. And Daryl wanted to know this too. I really like Jalen Tolbert's tape out of South Alabama. When you're stacking up. What does he run? Uh, How fast is he? I bet he runs a four or five flat or better. You think? Uh, I'll, I'll be surprised. I yeah, I, I think he's going to be four five two to four five seven somewhere in there. Okay, 
Well, I, what, I, I he's, he's, a, he's a he's a cocky son of a gun. Now I'll tell you what he talks crap the whole game to anybody who's covering him. Well, I like the yeah. guys who are actually good, not the guys <laughs> who. Hey, congrats! You ran. You run fast. Or hey, no, no, he's good. He's tall. a good player. I like I the guys curious. who are like, hey, watch me maneuver you where I want you. Watch me get into your blind spot. Watch me yeah. change gears in this route and that's, mess you up. Watch me scare that, you. Yeah, that's what you just said. That, that's the key to his game. His ability to mix gears in his route is really, really impressive. Uh, he's very, very skilled at winning at the at the snap. You know, releasing. And then throttling his speed. So he can stack corners. He can separate. He can find their blind spots. Uh, he's just very, very skilled at that. And this is a guy that South Alabama, you know, we know doesn't produce a ton of NFL talent. He had uh, offers to Michigan State and a few other places. But he's he wanted from to stay. Mobile, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he wanted to stay home. He, he, yeah. he, you know, he, he wanted to stay home, and so he goes to South Alabama. And the last two years, South Alabama's had two uh, had uh, two uh, seasons of thousand yards uh, or more receiving. He's got both of them. So he's just he's been productive at a lower level, well, and yeah. you know, he's it, that, that that's the thing that stands out with him. He, he he doesn't have a ton of games against Power Five opponents, but yeah. the games that he does have, he had one this year against Tennessee. He lit yeah. him up. So, yeah, yeah I mean, T- Tolbert is – I mentioned earlier the top six for that top-tier receivers. Tolbert is at the top of that next tier, in my opinion. So, if you're looking for a receiver in the second round, I think the conversation starts with Jalen Tolbert. I'll tell you what the thing about it is that I am interested to see what he times. But the thing about him is, like, you know, you talk about – you watch him play, the majority of his big plays are, like, down the field. I mean, like, mm-hmm. go routes. And, I mean – he finds ways. I was watching the Southern Miss game. He kills them. I mean, yeah. kills them on these routes. And I'm thinking, man, are they going to cover this guy? So, yeah, I mean, he, one-handed catches, two-handed catches. The guy, there's no question the guy's got the ability to go get the football, too. Well, I'm and just, the thing the thing with him, too, is, you know, we're talking about lower level, Sun Belt, you know, with all due sure. respect. But he, when he, a guy like that goes to the Senior Bowl – you want to see him show out. And I think yes. he did. He looked like yes. the best receiver yeah. in Mobile. So, yeah. you know, that that's kind of like, okay, check another box uh, for Jalen Tolbert. Uh, and, and so, yeah, he he's a guy that's just – he's very easy to like. I, I, again, I think he's a second-round pick. Now the rule now is you have to talk about Christian Watson because a lot of people in the chat are talking about how Christian Watson was at the Senior Bowl too, and he was really good. How's he stacked He was, up? but I tell you what, the, the Jets coaching staff spent a lot of time with him because his routes are really, really raw. Um, and that's he's he's a late bloomer, you know, so that's kind of to be expected, um, especially in that North Dakota State offense where it's a run-first offense. And, you know, even when they had Trey Lance, it was still a run-first offense. Um, he, he did a lot of good things down the field, and he's a good athlete, good-sized athlete. Uh, accelerate. He, he he's a, a glider. You know, moves really well. Eats up grass uh, and picks up speed as he goes. Tracks the ball really well. Um, I, I thought he had a good week as well. Uh, I think he's more like third round. You know, a guy that's gonna sneak into that top one hundred. But I, I think that it's needs to be said just how uh, unseasoned he is as, as a route runner right now. I do still have pizza to eat, so do any of you have final thoughts or do you have anything that you want to sneak in here before we – I mean, maybe we'll do this next week. Maybe if the Dane Brugler Has Four Kids Foundation um, reaches its funding goals, maybe we'll do it next week. Final thoughts, anything you didn't get in? Uh, you got it, man? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I tell you what, I can't tell you what a joy it is. I mean, I know we did an hour tonight. This is the best hour I've had all week. I know, Jeff, you and I do radio, but I, you know me. I love talking about the draft. I love the draft show we've had. But to work with you two and talk about the draft and talk about with these people, I, I hope we can do this every week. I really, really, really do. This is one of the best hours I've had in a long time talking draft. Yeah, no, well said. Uh, it's, this, is, uh, this is fun. Uh, and as long as the people want it, uh, let's keep giving it to them. So uh, sounds good to me. Rock and roll. Yeah, it doesn't seem right unless Dane is involved in draft season. So if we got to get him here, we got to get him here. Thank you to everybody who watched. Appreciate everybody in the Super Chats. Appreciate um, everybody who's here. You guys are badass. We love the draft. You love the draft, and it's a lot of fun.
So without further ado, remember, you have no idea what anyone is going through, so be cool. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at Chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.